live from inhospitable Earth Day, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast. How inhospitable. And Symes inhospitable. Oh dear. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast, the podcast that is here to refill your malarkey containers in honor of Earth Day. On this week's show, we've got more union talk, MLS pushes back their start date yet again, other leagues around the world, however, decide, screw that, let's get going, some delicious TFC rumors, and more. Now this week's panel. Podcasting by candlelight, it's Duncan Fletcher. By candlelight? You're saving energy. Oh, absolutely. That's what's happening. Yes, yes, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Keeping Mm -hmm. his 311 clips from his Bohemian Rhapsody clips. Say hello to Mark Hinckley. It's important to keep them in separate folders. I mean... Totally right. I, I don't. I don't want to confuse. And they're both incredibly epic, great bands that often get confused for one another. So it's true. Separating his quips from his puns. Welcome to Tony Walsh. I'm using a whale oil lamp. Did you squeeze the whale oil yourself? Mm-hmm. Fucking badass. It's bespoke blubber. <laughs> Hipster. Yeah. My, my whale had a mustache. Mar- maritime hipster. You are the prince of whales, Tony. Thank you. <laughs> uh, as for me, I'm recycling as many show topics as possible. I am your host, Kristen Knowles. Now to our show. It's so true. <laughs> All right, first up on this week's show, it's CanCon time, and uh, uh, Alfonso Davies, shiny new contract extension. The uh, the current darling of Canadian soccer, um, and obviously uh, Bayern Munich soccer, uh, has extended uh, signed a contract extension until 2025. His last one was running until 2023. So, um, you know... Soccer might not be happening, but soccer contracts sure are. Uh, this is good for him. This is and good for Canadian soccer. Um, keeps him playing at a really high level, and uh, you know we sort of forget how how young he is. Like he's only nineteen. Uh, so this that's like is... Freddie Adu young. <laughs> exactly, uh, but this this keeps him with one of the best, you know, one of the top clubs in the world, um, and with a huge upside. For a number of years, and uh, obviously, he's probably making some good money too. But uh, this is uh, congratulations to him. That's that's exciting that they think this much of him that they want to get him locked down even further. Yeah, can't argue with that. And you know, he's actually playing for them. So fuck it. Yes, 
that's, yes. that's this keep on happening so you know initially i was like oh he's signed for Bay munich hooray it's not like he's ever going to be fucking playing or anything but he actually is so yes, hooray, it is good a lot I, yes I, I, I was just impressed that they all uh, took a wide angle shot so they could do the contract signing with as much reasonable social distancing yes and <laughs> all in the masks yes in the masks um i hope that that 2025 kit that he held aloft was thoroughly sterilized um because i mean that's a lot of money to get to give to a kid and then get him sick so. exactly as long as it's not that's not his actual kit number or <laughs> i'm here for it it's about it's i mean it'll probably make duncan's head explode completely off his body but a no, 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 numbers no, no. Of, it's it's gonna happen you think triple digits is going to happen one day? Mexico, bro. It's I know, happen. that's true, but there, yeah. that's about the only place that did it, right? Yeah, there's probably other ones, but like what I, the thing that I find it at the very least charming about it is that it's so that everybody who's on the team has a number, so there's no overlap between the under-15s and the under-17s and the other-19s. Like, okay, I see what you're doing. I, I actually kind of respect it, even though it's absurd to see three numbers on the back for sure. I kind of respect it because it's like, no, this is this is where I stand in the hierarchy of this club. I am proudly player 304 and and God damn it, I'm the best 304 that they've had this generation. So Yeah, but, but then they, they decide, oh, no, I'm going to stick with this number. And even though you're not, he's yeah. the starting center. It's my lucky number. number 304. I, but yeah, let, let's go to four-digit numbers. And, you know, everyone's got, like, their date of birth. And so it's like, ooh, number 87, because it was born in 1987. You know, put 1987 on there. Put 2021, whatever clubs, it might be. The clubs would love it, because they could charge double the price for uh, Exactly. Kids. Absolutely. I've already yeah. offered to pay double just to get three digits put on the back. Yeah, but you have an illness. Also true. Also what, true. Three dig- what three digits are you trying to get, Matt? 420. So Three one one. Yes. Yes. Thirty one one is what I'm gonna get on the back of mine. Uh-huh. Also known as three eleven. Uh, so yeah. Yes. But uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, it's uh. You you uh, just got a really big thing for March eleventh. Uh, yeah. Such a special day for you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh it's a it's a holiday. Yeah. Uh-huh. Although a Colin Samuel three point one four kit would be amazing. Uh, anyway congratulations to fonzie uh this is good news and uh yay selfish Uh, taking more money in this time of austerity quite doesn't say money just says extension no it's well he's a fool Um, if he didn't take more money (laughs) i know uh CONCACAF World Cup qualifying. Uh, this was something we were maybe going to talk about last week, and we're not going to talk a ton about it because nothing is sorted out. But obviously, uh, games, uh, scheduled FIFA window games and friendlies have been canceled for the foreseeable future, um, thereby robbing the Canadian men's national team of what tiny little chance they were sort of clinging to of catching El Salvador uh, in the rankings to get into that top six segment to go straight to the to the hex uh, but there has been chatter that there could be there could be changes once again 
to the ever-fluid CONCACAF World Cup qualifying rules that could boost their hopes. Um, and, and this is mostly just speculation from from coaches and things like that. But, um, you know, the they're, they're looking at, they still want to finish Nations League. Uh, they're looking at pushing stuff back until September because there's still more windows. And since, uh, you know, the Olympics and Euros and everything been pushed to next summer, is there conceivably a place to um, have, you know, put in some more games to allow the full length of their qualifying to, to happen or, you know, it's, it's, and then there's talk about, you know, the fact that maybe that the world cup in, in Qatar was going to be played in the winter, not in the summer. And then that could give them more time. Uh, It's, it's so very up in the air as is everything around sport right now, but you know, is there, is there hope or should we just, again, resign ourselves to the hunger games? Are you suggesting that basically sort of footballers, once they actually get going again, should just be forced to keep fucking going for about four years until the yes. backlog's fully cleared out? Absolutely. Oh, you've got to finish off your domestic season. Oh, that's going to take you till August. Got a whole bunch of international fucking things we've got to do that we had to be doing back in the day. Do those as well, then start the regular season. Oh, Euro 2020, that's going to happen in 2021 now. And, you know... I employ uh, footballers, not people who deserve a rest. No, nope. you monster. <laughs> yes, it's all it's all me. I'm the one that came up with all of these thoughts. Finally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Only been, it's only anyway, been, what months, yeah. years before trying to get her to admit to this? Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, you know, it's it this takes a lot to pin when, me down. It's true. It's talk when actual decisions are being made. Meh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm. Like I realize it's. Like, in the grand scheme of football things, something's got to give in the sense, like, either a season has to be completely wiped out or a qualification has to be wiped out or a tournament has to be wiped out because the backlog will be incredible. And if we're worried about player burnout now, wait till it resumes. So I'm curious to see how it all plays out. No one's going to be... no, Sorry, everyone will not be happy with with whatever they choose. Um, So... uh, Whatever. If 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 this is if this is the way that Canada somehow doesn't make a World Cup, just add it to the pile. It's such a varied bouquet of excuses and reasons. And why not? It's 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 tradition at this point. I like to think that uh, yeah, this 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 will be how Vancouver doesn't win the Voyagers Cup in 2020. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cancelled. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag traditions. Yeah. It would start getting biblical. Jeez, there would be this would be counted as a pestilence, right? Sure. <laughs> Why not? They've already, they, yeah, they've already had the uh, the weather there, so yeah, yeah, plague, yeah, amazing. If we can get some frogs in on the action, we're uh, mm. we take their firstborn. Racist? No. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say. Uh, I, was, yeah. I, I mean, I was gonna I'm point it out. Concerned about how this, the, the, the <laughs> direction good, this Mark. is going. I like I'm where sure. Mark went with that. That was pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> I'm sure Benoit Cheru got involved somewhere in those two or three years he was here. All right. Oh. <laughs> so bad. Um, all right. So hopefully, again, it, everything is so up in the air. It's so hard to, but more and more as, as more leagues are slowly, more leagues, there's like four of them, but as... as That's more than know, one. 
it's more than one. So, you know, slowly they're starting to like look about returning. Um, and of course, and then there's, there's, there is, there's out, there's pressure from really business owners who want them to come back. But you know, the, the longer everyone just stays the fuck indoors is better. But you know, we also, we miss it, right? We miss, we miss getting to watch live sport, but, um, also this is, this is like a good crop of Canadian players. We don't want to waste these ones. So it's, uh, it's interesting. It's all very interesting. CONCACAF just uh, needs to go 50-50 with the UFC on that uh, quarantine island. Play them oh, all there, there for go. like a few weeks. Be perfect. Actual healing. Come on, come on. All right. Uh, last up in our CanCon section, it's more CanPL uniony goodness. Yay. Uh, we talked about this a lot last week in um, terms of, you know, whether the union was, you know, formation of the union was a good thing. We all agree that it is. Um, and our frustration with uh, the guys running the league, uh, Clanacan, and his very public anti-union stance, which he doubled down on this week uh, when he was on Footy Prime podcast um, with Dan DiCchio, Craig Forrest, and Charmin. And he's, you know, he was talking about some other things about whether or not the league was going to maybe look at playing in empty stadiums and resistant to do that because of lack of revenue and is the league going to withstand this year that sort of thing and they're not looking about they're not looking at canceling the year just yet but there was a good chunk of his time on the podcast when they brought up um the the union and you know james Sharman presented it like you know let's be honest eventually there was going to be a players union whether it was this year or next you know leagues around the world all have players union you know, is just maybe the timing, does it feel a bit off? And, and you know, Clanacan doubles down. You know, I don't share the opinion that it was inevitable. And, you know, I'm a business guy, which, oh, yes, you are. And I come from a school of thought where, you know, at one point in time, maybe things like this were required because of the way things are handled. But as an employee, why would you put someone else between you and your employer? And it, it's it's just, it's it's this, it's all how he frames it. And it's all the very frustrating um, there used to be to problems, but not anymore. Everything's no. fine Everything's now. No. Why, would, why would there yeah. be a problem? It it's crazy? a worker's utopia. Yeah. We didn't we didn't defer <laughs> yes. player wages without talking to them about it. No. Are we all flush with cash right across the board? Exactly. For sure. Like, why but, would, and, and then the other well, thing is gonna, that... Yeah, it's, it's just about passion. That's the only reason why we're here. Why do we need to let money get in the middle of things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. or or anything else. And and then also the, oh, I don't even really know, is this union real? And and it's so dismissive. And, and Kurt Larson did the same thing on, on Twitter today. And, of course, he's always just, you know, looking to push as many buttons as possible. But, like, oh, yeah, I don't even know who... Who even formed this union and it's right there on their website which several people pointed out to kurt quite sharply um one of my favorites was uh kurt you're you're, you're supposed to be a journalist uh you could just look this up right and it was quite funny um and yeah well, if you want well, information he worked for the toronto sun yeah hey he's it's the pretty... man that went out there and got the fucking mug shots for the escobar three Exactly. So, you know, fair enough. Kudos. <laughs> that, that is his. That is his triumph. Right so, so my takeaway is he did a thing once. Okay, I got it. <laughs> hey, he was there for, he was there like for what, a good eight years, and he did a thing once. 
like we said, he, he doesn't claim to be one soccer journalist anymore. He claims to be one soccer expert. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's like when the scientists, you know, who write the papers are too good for that. And now they just then they become those scientists like, you know, the Einstein kind of guys. So it, it continues, though, to be frustrating to, to see uh, the league and perhaps league employed journalists um, try to really throw the union under the bus before things get going and try to paint it in as bad a light as humanly possible. Uh, I think, obviously, in hopes of dissuading players from joining uh, the new union. Well, today, uh, I guess the players voted. And out of 159 players, 140 voted yes. That's pretty good for and an imaginary union. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's a Run by good return. Run by I Jimmy did... Hoffa's ghost, the Loch Ness <laughs> Monster, see, uh... and Chupacabra. Yes. Hooray for those 19 brave souls who knows what who know what's good for them and. Or, yes. Yeah. Well, and who knows what's happening with the other 19. And I don't want to demonize any player who chose not to. Not everyone Oh, there's always it. Tories no? in every party. Well, exactly. Um, <laughs> and then I did see someone else who posited on Twitter that, um, you know, 140 union cards were submitted, which is great. Uh, the other 19 may not have had the opportunity yet. Maybe they're overseas. Who knows what's going on with them? So let's see. But that's that's pretty damn close to unanimous um, for uh, a, a brand new thing that has only yeah. been, you know, happening for a few months now. So this is that's that's really good in any union situation. Exactly, it's amazing. So it's hard to get a vote when you're setting up a new shop. It is very difficult, and that's an overwhelming number. Even even if exactly. it's a small group in total, that's still a very positive uh, sign for an imaginary union. Agreed. So, you know, it, 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 it sort of, it shifts the conversation in terms of what, uh, what the league is trying to say that, oh, you know, are the players even going to want to be involved? Like, what's going on? Clearly, the players want to be involved um, when you've got an overwhelming number uh, voting on this. You know, it's almost 90% of the players saying uh yes we're we're yes sign us up man that's it, it would have been it would have been a lot easier for them to uh to have convinced players not to join a union if they didn't just impose a 25 percent wage reduction without asking them i mean what a, how embarrassing is the timing of all of that <laughs> egg on face that is very unfortunate are you like are they fucking really delusional to assume that the players are not only inability, they don't not only have an inability to count or understand the concept of money, but are also short term in in remembering things and just generally dumb, like like it's 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 pretty incredible. It's pretty I, incredible. I, I gotta say, I'm really surprised due to uh, Rue McClanahan's uh, you know dedication to uh, open communication and like there was no one between him and the employees. I could understand if someone was in the way of him talking to the employees, employees, like a big big bad union, then he would have had a reason. Oh, yeah. He wanted to have a a big, thorough conversation with each one of them individually about what they could do, what they were comfortable with, how they might want to help their fellow players and all that sort of thing. But, oh, he's stymied. Just, oh, he couldn't. That's such a shame. 
Go back to Tim Hortons, you honey dip. Yes. <laughs> yeah, got him. Is that where um, he's from? Yes, he is. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, that, that okay. bastion of employee. Is what, is what exactly, that built the foundation <laughs> for him to run a yeah. soccer league. Oh, yeah. Yes, exactly, of employee response. Yeah, yeah, they treat their employees so well. Um, so the, uh, the, the unions, if you haven't been on the union's website yet, uh, do, do check it out. Um, they have been updating it and putting some more information on about what like their aims are and that sort of thing. It's pfacan.ca and they're now on Twitter, which hey. is great. They haven't well, put a ton of stuff like a larf. on their Twitter account just yet. Mostly, mostly retweets of things, but, uh, Canada underscore, uh, PFA is their Twitter account if you want to follow them and, uh, show them your support that way from a from a supporter side that would be lovely i think but this will this will continue to grow right this is they'll at, at some point the league's going to have to actually acknowledge that they exist and now that they've had the player vote presumably we'll see um something come from the union in terms of a statement of intent or or whatever you know and a lot of this came from stuff from last season in terms of you know, just protecting players and uh, contracts and things like that, but not so much money, but in terms of contract terms and, and, and looking after the players of the league. And, and again, this isn't all about money either. This isn't about the, the wage deferral. It's more about how the wage deferral was handled and, you know, no consultation with the players, um, whether it meets uh, FIFA Pro, FIFA Pro uh, guidelines, that sort of thing. So there's, there's lots of other stuff in the background. And again, Unions are rarely, union stuff is rarely about the money. It's about everything else that, you know, is your right as, as an employee um, to, you know, while you're working for someone. So uh, really, really glad to see such a positive move um, from the players. And uh, I, I look forward to the next, you know, pithy tweet or interview about, I don't even know how real this union is. It'll be delightful. Mostly it's sad that the uh, CPL mascots didn't manage to unionize fast enough before Yorkie was uh, allowed to be murdered yeah. in cold blood by Jim Brennan. Right? Fair. Yeah, I think, you know, Never actually Stewie and Sparksy and whoever, you know, that they, they could have, yep, all, uh, those, yes. all those guys. Uh, like the pony thing in Calgary, I'm sure they got something like that. I, Oh. Horse face. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Mm. Don't forget about any rabbit. Wandering Jim. Mm. <laughs> I, I assume. Something like that. All right, next up on the show, a uh, little MLS chat and uh, a couple things here. So, you know, we've been talking about, you know, various teams and how they're playing their staff and sort of thing. And that, that has been more touching on um, 
stadium staff and concessions and game day staff, that sort of thing. It hasn't really been touching on the players. Well, now um, there is talk that MLS is in discussion with the MLS Players Association uh, about having the players accept some salary cuts during the pandemic. And uh, yeah, they're looking to really cut back on some player salaries. Now, what's interesting is that some players, a good chunk of the players are being asked to basically cut their salaries in half. And when you're talking about players like Michael Bradley and stuff who are making over $6 million a year, you know, you feel a little maybe perhaps less sympathetic towards them. Um, but, you know, it has to, you know, you look at the players who are playing on the lower end of the margin. Uh, apparently, players making less than hundred grand will not be affected. Um, that's a good start. Really that is a good start. And players who make above hundred grand would not have their salaries reduced to below that level, at least is what they're, you know, this is what they're, they're proposing. Um, and it's, it's, it's not a surprising thing. Um, except for then you look at what I saw someone put out something about, you know, ask, you know, this, the, the, the proposed, salary reductions will save $150 million. Price of the Charlotte expansion fee, $320 million. You know, like... Yeah, and, so give up half of that, and there you go. Covered. Exactly. You know, it's yeah. not... Uh, it's... it's, it's uh, I haven't seen any statements from the MLSPA yet, but I'm sure, again, something in that realm is coming. And, and like, are the, is the league being unreasonable? Should they just be like, well, you know, you guys charge an insane amount of money for all these expansion clubs and you have this money and games haven't even been played. So is it fair or is it, well, games haven't barely been played. So why should we pay you? Like it's, it's a, it's a weird place to be in. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have no, I mean, first of all, and I've said this many times i have zero sympathy for this league or its owners yeah um and None. given how much money gets thrown around and given how much the actual wage bill of of players cost like in relation to that expansion fee um again fuck you guys uh at the same time too like um i like i i realize that it's fair-ish for you know if you're not if you're not working should you be paid i guess not you know like or not or sh let's let's let me re let me refrain that should you be paid your full wage that i guess not there's plenty of money in mls clearly they keep finding a new and exciting billionaire to sucker half a, to fleece, a, third yeah. of a million <laughs> third of a billion dollars out just to join their stupid 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 club um so there is cash uh, but to just overall say, okay, everybody's going to take a pay cut. It's like, man, we all see what money is in this league. And this is probably the lowest expense you guys have. Like, if a club wants to go sign a DP, that's their problem. You know, if Toronto wants to talk Altidore and Bradley and... and uh, uh, um, Piatti. Thank you. Yeah, Piatti. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. What? what? The other guy. Who's that other guy? The, oh my god! The, the other guy. Piatti. 
Yeah. I've completely flaked that. Anyway, you know who I'm talking about. That <laughs> guy who didn't even play, he hasn't even played two fucking games this exactly. season. Exactly. Why is he um, getting any money at all? The rest of them have. Yeah. So if the club wants to, you know, deal with their DPs because that's who signs those contracts, that's who they're responsible for them, that's their problem. But the league taking a stance on the whopping $3.7 million salary cap per team that is already embarrassingly low for something that calls itself majorly anything. Uh, you guys can, you know, feel free to fuck off back to your money cave and uh, and, and just keep counting it. Like, it's so dumb. Maybe dill hole we- over there in Utah can sell his dime. exactly now it does say that you know this is only they're only looking to kick this in if games actually get cancelled and well what are the chances I know Mm, that's not gonna happen but so it'll be again the, the 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 whole proposal of this will be interesting to see how it uh develops the other little wrinkle with all of this though is that the the CBA that the MLSPA agreed to back in February still hasn't been ratified. So yeah, it was never ratified on either side. So they're still technically out of contract. Yes, but, but there's other, if they're out of contract and they try to do something that goes against the uh, spirit of the CBA, then that would also possibly open up to, the owners losing control over the players' contracts, making them in if they went against it and tried to enforce something in their wages, there's possibly legal avenues which would make the, some of the players Bosman players. Well, and the, apparently there's no uh, force majeure clause uh, mm-hmm. in either the current CBA or the old CBA that allows for the for the league to do something like this. So it brings up whether or not uh, a new, you know, they, the CBA gets reopened. And again, so much. I of think this... that's highly unlikely. But I mean, there's yeah. a, it's going. This is going on in in not just MLS in other leagues around the world where teams are trying to get players to uh, take these cuts to varying degrees of success. Most yeah. notably, most famously in the Premier League in England, where it's very, it's not so much as a league because of course this weird structure of Major League Soccer, but it's more club by club basis. And yes. clubs are having varying degrees of success based on what they're asking. So, mm. yeah, Again. single entity versus yeah, it's a it's a weird, weird, it's a weird place we're in right now, right? So yeah, but as but as Mark so, mentioned, like you know, of all the expenses, yeah, this is not exactly uh, something that the uh, billionaire owners of MLS can't suck up for a couple of months. Exactly. Uh, and then, so speaking of whether or not games will be canceled or when games I have, so MLS has been, you know, pushing back or, you know, originally had said, a, a you know, they'd hoped to return at the beginning of May, May 10th was their target return date. Um, well, they've released a new and updated statement that they have extended the moratorium on matches until at least the beginning of June now. Um, so that whether that means they actually start June 8th, which is the current date they've got there, and, you know, next month, which is not that far away. You know, May's, May's coming up on us fast. Uh, so whether June 8th means a return to training camps because they're going to need some sort of at least mini camp to get players back up to speed as much as they're working, you know, working, on their, working out at home on their own sort of thing. They still have to train together and... 
see that everyone's on track, you know, you know, physically. Yeah, and that sort do of they? Thing. As, as long as, you know, all of these teams are going to be in the exact same shape. That's just to That's throw them true. Oh, it could be entertaining. Exactly. Yeah, it'll make, make you know, all those. All those see who packed of, on the old COVID-19, see who didn't. Yep. Yeah, all you sort of B-League players who every now and again think, oh, I could have made it. You know, let's let's really feed into that. Let's show them. Oh, yeah. Look at these fucking like half fit bastards walking like, around. Like when, like when you baseball could be one was of those. Like, like that time baseball was thinking of replacement players. How exciting was that? They <laughs> <laughs> really got him. Let's get Keanu Reeves on a bus or something. Or chick sticks cars. <laughs> yes. Someone's dinner's hey, ready. Truck backing. Yeah, what's happening? Is something backing up? With My burrito. <laughs> that was uh, the smoke alarm. I think Ros is baking uh, banana chocolate chip muffins. Sounds like and, it's uh, going well. <laughs> and set off the smoke alarm. So. Oh, well, you must be super excited about that. <laughs> I'm just happy to know that it works. I mean, I can't. I, we've been living here for five years now. I don't think we've ever changed a battery. So that was the hey. that was the muffin version. That was the muffin version of that little girl walking into the BBC reporter's room. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh my god, that's still the best thing ever. Um. Anyway, so we shall we shall you know again as as with everything else sport related or anything else related we shall see. But um, I think it's I think it's probably better that they're being cautious in terms of return dates and stuff. Uh, but they do still seem to be fairly, you know, optimistic or, or desirous of a full season and looking to push MLS Cup back to the freezing times again, back to December. You know, we've played in December before. In fact, you know, did for many years. So uh, there is that whole month, month and a half of, of dead space from last season in which to shoehorn some more games in, right? So conceivably could still happen. I mean, I'm not excited for it. The winter, like <laughs> December football. No, I mean, no, no. I, 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 I was, different. I was sick for a week after that, man. It might be a little different if I live south of, say, I don't know, Nashville. I'd, I'd probably be like, yeah, it's not that bad. But uh, north of it, no, that's gonna, it's gonna suck a lot. Pretty much. Yeah. But hey, you know, it's not like I've got tickets to anything, so whatever. True. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wonder what's going to happen with my. I do have tickets to uh, to Hamilton for this year. What's going on with them? Are they planning to be playing a full season? Are they going to be giving refunds? I don't feel like I, I've I don't, heard anything from the CPL yet. I don't know. Probably they'll probably just move it into move it into the artist formerly known as Cops Coliseum. Why not? Let's just take it Ooh. indoors. Indoor season. Oh yeah. <laughs> that would be awful. <laughs> so we get to change the names and just make every team slightly more indoor named. Uh, like changing? Hamilton will obviously be like the dragon fire or something. Yeah. This is basically sort of rent sky dome and you know, all the teams in there, they can't leave because quarantine and everything. The ball is going to stay in sky dome until they've played a full season. Perfect. What well, the hotel's wrong? right there. It's fine. Exactly. You know, they, can, they, can, they can eat at the concessions. And... That's a very valid point, yeah. yeah. I mean, if we're not going to allow fans in, then, you know, there's plenty of seats for them to, to be 
you know, sitting around and eating their yeah, dinners. Yeah, you know, like, like those oh, tournaments yeah. we all went to as kids where you went and watched your opponents play and just sat on the sidelines. Yeah, it'd be perfectly fine. Yeah. It's foolproof. We've saved soccer. There we go. Yes. Again. Yeah. I know. God. We Let's really got to stop doing this for free, yeah. guys. Yeah. Let's have the hex there as well. Uh, this you know, <laughs> Sometime this summer. Why not? Done. Sounds good. Can we call yeah. Ottawa the, the capital punishers? <laughs> <laughs> What's that uh, Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> no say. Sure. All right, time for a little international soccer. Um, Liga MX came out with a bit of a, a little startling statement the other day. Uh, they are suspending promotion and relegation from into the league for five years. For five years? That's, that's the interesting part of it. I mean, bravo, where to exploit a crisis. But just well, this is why we've got to do something. But hey, we're going to do it for five years. Wow, that's that's bold. That's a that's a word. Bold is definitely a word. Yeah, yeah. The uh, it's caliente is what it is. Ooh, muy muy caliente. See, nice. (laughs) So the um, and then the the second division is going to become. Basically, like the academy for Liga MX, from the sounds of it, will become a league seeking to promote young Mexican players. Although there's absolutely nothing from them on how that's allegedly going to work, um, and it's just and all the clubs that are in the second division currently are they're, they're presumably all cool with this. They held no oh, ambitions yeah, totally. to be getting promoted or anything like that. No, no. Oh, well, again, I, I don't know that the players have really been consulted on this. I, I think this is uh, Why would everything I've seen has been the players are not happy about this. Um, I, and I mean, this is so. Go ahead, Mark. No, I was, I was just going to say, like, um, what I'm most know, shocked about, or, or just really taken aback, is like I'm glad they finally cracked down on this pro relegation thing because it's out of hand. You realize that in Liga MX, one team gets demoted. And one team comes up, like oh. it's no wonder it's always in fucking what? flux. You mean every a year? Club, a whole club. Oh my god, that every, every year. Those every those like, bastards, maybe, those monsters. Know, it might be two. Hang on, torn. Apertura. Well, I'm looking up the Clausura. Uh, I mean, how can they plan for anything with, with that kind of instability? I don't That's know. Crazy. It's crazy. It's just <sighs> dumb as fuck. And um, yeah, I. I, I like I realize that that the owners of in in Liga MX probably look at MLS going, "Wow, that's what we want to be," which is amazing, given how that's terrible. Like it's fucking terrible. And um, 
there's there's a there's a part of me that hopes that one day that uh, Liga MX and MLS do find a way to actually I don't know merge commingle whatever the fuck it is and here's why because one of two things happens if it goes the way that I that I hope is that well we obviously have to open up our salary caps because half of Liga MX right now would probably dominate the shit of us just based on the money they spend alone. Never mind the oh, academies. Yeah. But then there's the other way where the owners go uh, MLS style where they only have three designated players in a salary cap of $4 million. I imagine the crowds will just still keep coming to see such mediocre fucking football. Or a Dan Gagano it's Mexico. Oh, People love him. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just I I don't like I I I wanna I would love to know what exactly the end game is because I mean like a a Liga ML MX Liga MLS of ninety two teams is very funny to me. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> um, it's but, funny you say this though because you know that talk has been going on for a little while. You know, there's oh, always this, been yeah. This isn't new. This will this this will new. probably get the uh, conspiracy uh, theorists uh, out there about uh, that this paves the way for that. You know, do it for a few years until the hubbub dies down from Liga Two, and then uh, pave the way for into making a two divisions in uh, Mexico and USA slash Canada that neither have. Uh, Pro rel makes it a lot easier. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, like I, I obviously think this is a terrible idea. Oh yeah, um, of course it is. But oh no, know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's I, ridiculous. Uh, this is why we podcast and don't run leagues. This is true. <laughs> I, I, I feel like anybody who thinks that uh, that pro rel is bad and and all this, and they say, well, look at all the teams that suffer when they get demoted, and I would point to, and look at how many teams in the league below are actually going for it paying their players a little more than what, you know, they are. It, the, let's put, the gap isn't as wide as, say, um, MLS to USL 1, or whatever the fuck the right. rung below is. Championship. I don't give a shit. They're all stupid names now. Um, like, like I don't think there there's a there's a team in, in USL that could, could tie the least the boots of Nashville, <laughs> which is really funny, because it's Nashville, and um, <laughs> that being said, in any first, second division situation anywhere else on the planet, you definitely have teams in the in the league below who could, at, right at that moment, easily overtake, surpass them in quality, success, talent, and money management. If you want to, and and like nobody ever thinks so thinks to go, well, don't those guys deserve to be rewarded? And I genuinely do. And then, of course, what's the incentive of half the, you know, half the teams in, in the Liga Asensio who who are actually having a budget trying to get back into the into the top flight? Well, that door's closed. It's like, eh, we still got 6,000 people a game. We're good. Like, is, is that is that incentive? Like turning turning your lower divisions into the USL, is that is that really good for football? Yeah, well, it's not good for football. No, it's good for wealthy owners yeah. who want to protect their, you know, not have to invest into their clubs in order to keep them up in the top division to then ensure the same amount of television revenue every year. Mm-hmm. 
So um, guess yeah. which one wins. You, you cynical bastard, Tony. You I know. I, I know. I'm so caustic for no reason. I know. I, yeah. I gotta get over it. I, I gotta start uh-huh. putting sunshines up my ass. Could, can yeah, you know, give these guys the benefit of the doubt after all the, the good they've done over the years? It's true. Mm. Sorry, Club Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we will. Uh, uh, anyway, it's 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 not good, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, but in other international soccer news, before we get into wins and losses, a couple other leagues have decided to throw off the shackles of 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 the WHO and that sort of thing. They're jumping right back into uh, soccer as we know it. Uh, so uh, Tajikistan and Tajikistan. Turkmenistan are both... Hello again. Uh, <laughs> I just got myself off somehow. I'm back. Nobody noticed. Uh, no, no offense. Nobody said something. So, um, yeah, Tajikistan, you know, they have, uh, they've got an eight-team league, and they restarted uh, on Sunday. Energetic uh, Mary. They've got... They've got uh, She's a Oh, <laughs> She could be more energetic. I'm just saying. All day. Not all night. Um, now, so, she might be not, They're playing uh, in empty stadiums right now, uh, so they've just oh, uh, they've just started theirs. Uh, whereas Turkmenistan are like, screw that, we're going all in on this, and um, are playing with uh, fans in the stands. Fans in the stands, uh, and you know, there doesn't seem to be a lot of social distancing going on in the fans in the stands, or for some of them anyway, but. Um, <laughs> So we've got the Belarusian League, Turkmenistan, and Tajikistan all like, screw this, we're going to play. Uh, so we will we will see what happens with that, whether this is, I know at least one, is it, was it Turkmenistan or, um, Turkmenistan hasn't recorded apparently any cases yet. Uh-huh. So I, they, they, yeah, yet. I think they think maybe they're invincible, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't but. think the yet part is the is the problem. <laughs> I think it's, it might be the reporting part. Perhaps yes, that too. Um, but you know, in you know, in Belarus, they've got almost five thousand confirmed cases, uh, and they're still oh, give it yeah, playing just keep going. with fans in the stands and that just sort of thing. Just keep going. Uh, yeah. Why not? Why not? Uh, so yeah, whether other leagues, I, I feel like other leagues are. Still looking to take a cautious approach, but um, you know, with all these, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of lost revenue, which certainly fuels the desire for a number of them to come back as quickly as possible. And that's got a war with actually looking after people. So we shall see what happens with all of that. But yay, more more leagues back on back on their seasons. Go you guys. Worrisome. Uh, but speaking of leagues who are back on their seasons, uh, it's time for uh, Mr. Mike Hinckley to tell us about the week that weekend that was in the Belarus Premier League with this week's wins and losses. Mark? Thank you, Kristen. You're welcome. I'll serve you a white Russian on the rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that works. I see how that works. Another full slate of Belarusian Vishesha 
Oh, God. You think I've done this enough times I could do this without twisting my tongue. Another full slate of the Belarusian Vaishashaya Liga, match week five, and another chance to gamble on football. Now, I'll be honest with you, I only do it to increase the, per the personal interest in the games because some of it is worse than a cold Colorado-Cincinnati goalless draw on a Wednesday night. Oh, yeah, it's that fucking bad. Wow. Will our hero triumph? That's me. Will he turn his solitary dollar into seven? Stay tuned. Edge of your seats. See what I mean? Yes. I, 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 I only need the edge. I Thank hope it's Belarusian money. Rubles? Are you kidding me? Who's got that kind of ruble? Thursday had two games, starting with Energetic BGU. The Exposed Wires. Losing oh. to visitors Gorodea. The Teat Drainers. Gorodea counter it as the keeper gets the ball to uh, Sechik on the left wing. Cuts a lovely ball back in the box. Unmarked Sorokin. Full volley, low right corner. Absolutely beautiful. Worth checking out. Uh, next up, uh, Dinamo Minsk. The Borscht Sippers. Hosted visitors, Neman Grodno. The Taxidermists. And not mm. much happens in the first half. Goral Pevshek gets on the end of a header to put Dinamo up by one in the 72nd minute. Injury time. Press from Grodno backfires as Shikava is sent free with absolutely no keeper to beat, because I guess he ran up the pitch to beat here. Puts in the back of the net. Dinamo win 2-0. Friday gives us a battle of mediocrity as lowly, lowly Belshina. The Refuseniks. Take on host Smolovici STI. The STI boys. Nice. Oh dear. Oh no. <laughs> 77 minutes of absolute nothing and sadness, which brings us to a Belshina counterattack. Yes. Koval down the right side, breaks into the box, gets absolutely mugged. Draws the penalty. Lubko converts. Three points? No. Because... Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Belshia. Uh, yeah. Ode... <laughs> Odeyobo tangles with Markov, who goes down a little too easy in the box, but it does the job. Barsakov converts. One all. It finishes. Belshina gaffer Edward Gradobev reflects on being so close to their first victory of the season. Let me talk to you today about the greatest loss a man can experience. It is that moment in life when a post-pubescent man first takes out the rubbish from his family home to the local people's refuse collection center. One moment, you are happily walking down the avenue of the great martyr, or death to capitalism avenue east, enjoying the breeze against your newly found body hair, downy soft in places like your developing pectorals, but quickly robust and wiry in your pubis. You are whistling a tune from the Central Party Choir's new 8-track, and suddenly the wind that was at first a caress on your young, nubile yet masculine frame becomes a stiff breeze that tears open the cheesecloth bag that carries your family rubbish. Panic hits you, like the charge of the Bolsheviks, as every piece of your family's rubbish, carefully collected in your bedroom for three weeks, is dancing on the wind and shamelessly scattering throughout the public spaces of the great city of Belshina. This is the type of rubbish that no family wants to share so publicly, even if we are all workers in the same socialist family paradise. Rubbish like my father's bunion shavings. 
my dear mother's facial hair removing petroleum, the cork given to my sister upon her womanhood, the letter deeming Uncle Vanka criminally insane, the Betamax copy of East German pornography, my fifth brother, rest his soul, half-eaten radish cake, the shame of it. Coming so close to doing the greatest act a comrade can in the great city of Belshina can perform, taking the rubbish out to be collected by the great worker, but missing that goal by mere inches is the greatest loss. For me, three points are drifting helplessly away on the wind like my sister's cork. I don't know whether to laugh, cry. Both. I, yeah, I think so. I think that really covered like the whole this, range. This, yeah, this, this guy's Human press conferences emotion. need to be in a book. This yeah. is... I'm, wor I'm, I'm worried if they keep losing, he's going to lose his job. <laughs> True. <laughs> Do you think he could tour on that? Because it's pretty grim, but amazing. Yeah. What grim? I wonder what so Uncle Vanka did. Really makes you think. <laughs> oh, oh, Uncle Vanka. <sighs> Sorry, where was I? The last game on Friday gives us Shakhtar. The organ donors. A $1.39 payout and the biggest lock on my parlay against Slutsk. The Mighty Musks. Now I'm interested. How now did it go, Mark? Now you're yeah, interested. How did it... yeah. Oh, this, this is the big one, apparently. 25th minute, Kozlov takes a Slutsk kiss free kick. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Nothing like the sluts kiss. Oh my god. It's just too many Ks sometimes. Kozlov takes a sluts free kick from 25 yards out, takes a bounce over the pack that nobody actually gets to, including the keeper, and finds the back of the net. It was pretty amazing and pathetic at the same time. Uh, Umar makes it 2 0 at the stroke of halftime, and someone's ticket is not doing any good right now. Mm. Now, Kwanda is charged with an own goal in the 89th. But that's not enough. 2-1 to Slutsk, and my bet on its first game is already dead. Oof. Yeah, for sure, we're going to just see how the rest of this plays out. Uh, Saturday uh, as, has the remainder of the uh, the match match day week five, uh, all on the same day, starting with the highest odds of my bet as Islock. The light pinks. At a whopping $2.16 hosting Slavia. Your mother's secret. <laughs> so many questions. Uh, penalty in the 63rd minute and a shot from inside the box. Ten minutes later, gave Islak the 2-0 lead. Slavia pulled one back in the 77th. 2-1 to Islak. So I actually got that one right. Good job. Nah, Take that, mothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Small victories. Even for the mothers. Uh, next, Rook Breast. The Robins. Down, downed Plain Minsk. Young boys burn. Really? With a U. Oh. Oh, that, that's different then. Uh, to the tune of 1-0 with a 47-minute blast from the top of the penalty area from Sedko, where after scoring, he cupped his ear to nearly, well, I shouldn't say nearly, according to the report, 311 supporters. Oof. That's 311, Mark. I know. There That's you go. Soccer Wave was reporting. You can check it out. Which was kind of odds. Which was kind of odd to see because the fans were staying away in droves league wide, and he was doing it in front of his home fans. Hmm. Why would you 
Irony? I don't know. That was the uh, only goal of the game. Request 1-0 over Minsk. Uh, next we have uh, Vitebsk. The Amateur Doctors. Hosted Dinamo Brest. The Salt Gargler's who were $1.65 favorites, and not much happened in this one until the 73rd minute when the Kiki was sent off for an accumulation of yellow cards. Ten minutes later, Kachiridi goes in for an incredibly stupid backwards retaliation dumb donkey kick thing after a relatively harmless cha- challenge and given a straight red. Uh, and, of course, it was in it was in the six-yard box. It wasn't even in the 18. It was in the six. So uh, Nikolescu converts uh, 1-0 to Vitebsk, and I was going to lose on this ticket anyway, so who gives a shit? Here's more from the Kiki with his bookings. The Kiki comes from Cameroon to Belarus because his agent says, Kiki, you are too good to play in English Premier League or La Liga. It would not be fair on the other players. He also says that those places are very racist, and the good people of the former Soviet Union are known for their tolerance. The Kiki wants to be known as the Roger Miller of the Urals, but is having a hard time. Every time the referee sees the Kiki, the Kiki is given a yellow card. The Kiki got five in the last match and wasn't even on the pitch. Manager says referee has never seen a Cameroonian as good as me, and referees show me cards to be friendly, like birthday cards. This must be why the supporters throw fruit at Kiki. Everyone just loves the Kiki. My agent was right all along. He lives in, he lives in Monaco. Naturally. Yeah. Wow. Um, you, think, you think Kiki's comments were pass through some kind of a official translator or something, because... That seemed pretty legit. It started that way anyway. I know it kind of ended mm. a little... Anyway. The, Kiki, the Kiki sounds like a confused young man. I don't blame <laughs> the Kiki for being a confused young man. I would be a confused young man if people would see me on the street and going, hey, look, it's the Kiki. I would just Not sure what the, uh, the Cameroonian diaspora is like in uh, Belarus. Yeah, I wouldn't, say, I, I wouldn't say yeah, robust. That's, that's valid, yeah. yeah. That's true. I mean, I, I'm not sure. I mean, is he really the Roger Miller of Belarus or of the Urals? Of or, the Urals, he says. Yeah. He wants, well, he wants to be. Well, yeah, I think he's maybe the uh, the Benjamin Massing of the Urals. Going by well, then, sir, I challenge you to find up. who the Roger Miller of the Urals is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, we can, we can look into that, I think, yeah. Two soccer expert. Yes. We should ask him. Yeah. Uh, lastly, uh, Giant Spate. The Kidnappers. And Torpedo Belaz. The Improv Troupe. Resulted in a scoreless draw, which Bate was listed at a buck 43, did not win. It was fucking bad. Anyway, I think it was fucking dead anyway. Uh, so, top of the table shows Slutsk, Vitebsk, and Torpedo tied at 10 with Lowly Lowly Belshina at the foot with two points. Golden Boot is still showing Yakshaboev on top with three goals and a further glut of now 16 players on two goals each. I actually had to click the next button to get the remainder of uh, that list. That's a lot of... That's a lot of... Uh, it's not a lot of reliability on goal scoring. Parity is what that is, Parity. Parity. <laughs> Parity. <laughs> uh, uh, I 
it's only a matter of time before the Vaisheshaya uh, Liga and MLS come together at a thing where they shut down the second division. And yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, I lost heavily, not on cash. It was just nowhere winning. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, ticket. did any of your teams win there, Mike? Uh, just one. I got one out of four. Oh, well done. Uh, well yeah, done. Yeah. Still going to still gonna probably put a dollar down next week or this week. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I'm just con- I'm committed to making this this entire football in isolation as engaging as possible until any other league starts up. Fucking any other league. Took many stuns coming back. Oh, God. They're, they're trying. Oh, God. Get ready for Energetic Mary. Oh, She's really a handful. <laughs> Not the one I'm aware of. Good. Games start Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen to this. She doesn't. <laughs> games start Friday for uh, game week six at 11 a.m. Eastern on YouTube. Starts with Smolovici against Dinamo Misk, which coincid- coincidentally uh, goes head to head with Soccer Today with Dwayne and Kevin. But that's daily, so it's a little different. Uh, I've been asked to stop butchering the Belarusian language. That's all for this week's wins and losses. Back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Mark. What, no outro? What? Well, I've been silenced by the government. Got to you too. All right, to end up our show uh, this week, it's time for some TFC talk. Um, And we've got a couple little rumors to discuss. First one, Sebastian Javinko, who, you know, there's always a a rumor around. He's coming back to Toronto? No. Not going, uh, even though he's expressed a desire to go back to Italy because he still apparently thinks that he can play for the national team. Um, yeah, no, the, the, I know, yeah. The latest rumor is that he's going to Brazil. Ooh. Yes, uh-huh. Vasco da Gama apparently is uh, exploring options to bring him to South America, um, which is hilarious. I mean, if, if he does well there, that might be a little bit more impressive to the Italians than doing well in MLS, in MLS. or Qatar or Saudi Arabia, wherever the fuck he went. Yeah, I'm outraged if the Italians haven't really been paying attention to the Saudi Arabian League and giving it the respect it deserves. What do they know? Nothing. Is there that kind of money? Is there that kind of money in Brazil that you know? Unless he's at the point now where it's like that's just not on the table anymore. That kind of money. No, no. The 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 rumor is that they're looking to match what he's making at Al Hilal right now, which is a fuck ton of money. So. Yeah. I, I, I've I mean, never, I've never really thought. Which is of why I don't put a lot like of credence kind of, in this rumor. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. suspect that this is. I don't, not legit, but I don't. Maybe, maybe it's like his, maybe to... it's his agent putting more rumors out there. Oh, he's so, never done that. Yeah. If, no. if, Brazil, if Brazil was in the habit of giving out that level of contract, 
all the Brazilians wouldn't constantly leave Brazil. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And like, like, also, it, it, they could it, probably find a Brazilian to come back and play for them at a much maybe a bit more get the the locals hyped up. Yeah, what's Rivaldo doing? Yeah, what's, what's Ronaldinho <laughs> doing? <laughs> or is Ronaldinho the one that's in jail? I think he is, but he's, he's, been, he's on day release. He's been released now. He's available. Oh, well, <laughs> he'd bring in the crowds more than this like, random Italian. It's guy. a story. It's a, it's a, you know, Phoenix from the Ashes story. Yes, yes, it is. Those giant mm-hmm. teeth emerging from the flames. <laughs> well, they were hashtag, always going to survive fire. We knew that. Yeah, it's true. Narrative. They're like Twinkies. <laughs> hashtag narrative. Seriously, that sells. You could, you could do a whole, like, web series on the side, on, on the club, you know, pay. Oh, the, you know. That's just, I don't know why TFC's not signing him, actually. Probably because yeah. he wouldn't be allowed in Canada, but. Uh-huh. <laughs> Probably not. Back to well, seeing him. Uh, oh, go uh, uh, him going to Vasco da Gama. Um, does, who's, this, who's this story actually for? Like, like you know what I mean? If you're going to, if, if you're, if you're Al-Halal and you're hoping that your, your star Italian player, I'm assuming he's still the star and i know he's still italian and i'm pretty sure he still plays uh if if you're al halal and you're looking to keep javinko around for the remainder of his contract or whatever the situation is and and somebody you know whoever the owner is they the president comes up to him and goes hey did you see this report that this brazilian club is interested in him and he falls for it do the Saudis deserve everything that they get or what? Like, holy fuck. Like, you don't have to... I don't know if anybody who listens to our podcast, even accidentally, would think that the Brazilian League could actually afford to pay one player that much money. And if they could, why him? Like, really? Back to the whole... Yeah. Couldn't they get somebody else? Yeah. Yeah. Hulk is doing something somewhere. Yeah. He'd, he'd be oh, worth Jesus. 11 million bucks alone. Yeah. Like, sure. But uh, I don't. What's uh, what's bizarre. Middlesbrough's Janino up to? He ain't curing cancer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. He's the only wow. Janino that counts. He really is. But I mean, if this is you know trying trying to get the Saudi Arabians' interest, maybe you know the agents proposing, huh? Hey, this guy's good. Buy him. You know, when you buy Newcastle, take him up there. Hmm? He loves to play in black and white. Hey. There we go. Yeah. It all makes sense now. It's only logical. Javinko to Newcastle. Well, yeah. Like, Done. There you go. Like, it you heard it here first. Plausible if they picked a Japanese team, like really, it would have been more plausible. Yes. That would have made much more sense. Yeah. No, yeah. Chinese, Chinese would have made the most. Yeah. Chinese, yeah, Chinese yeah. Super League. Yeah. yeah. But they just yeah. went. They the went in Brazil, right? It's <laughs> the biggest team in Brazil. I think it's this one. Okay, put them on the on the rumor sheet. None of yeah. them. Is Vasco, is Vasco the biggest team? No, uh, no. It's. I think it's top five, but I think Flamengo. Right. Also depends Flamengo, on who Garincha. you talk to, because yeah. obviously Independiente. Yeah, like if if the Guys, yeah. So, yeah, like if, if anyone's listening to this, apologies to Flamengo, Sao Paulo, Garincha. Uh, uh, like uh, apologies to all the other big clubs that are also big clubs. Like they're all there's a, you know there's like three or four in in Rio, the Gremlins. Three. There's in, also in yeah. Paulo. There's also Gremio. Yeah, yeah, like there's tons. The like gremlins. I'm just, again. Stop trying to steal point. my gig, The point Duncan. isn't who's the biggest club in, in Brazil. It's the fact that they went to a Brazilian club at all. So, yeah, yeah, great story, bro. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But this is nothing on the, on the next rumor. So, on the, on the Twitters today to 
you know, spice up your Wednesday. Uh, a TFC signing, potential signing player <gasps> rumor. Go on. Um, related to a former Canadian international player. Um, <gasps> Is it Martin Nash? Controversial in his choices <laughs> of of where he where he plied his trade as a as an international. Oh, um, Hargreaves. Yeah, nice. <laughs> close. Finally. JDG two. Jonathan de Guzman to TFC. What? Mm, yeah. That is the latest rumor. Uh, that guy used to be that, good. Yeah. Yes. He <laughs> was in a World Cup for yes. a good country. Legitimately. I, yeah. He has been linked to uh, a move to Major League Soccer to TFC. Um, mm. And apparently, yeah, it's just... It's, this would even, be I, this would be in place of Piatti already. Well, that's exactly like <laughs> yeah. he's because he's currently making DP wages. He'd have to take a serious wage oh, yeah. cut um, to come play here, at least for any of the Canadian teams or for for Toronto anyway. But regardless of money, would like all I see is the an entire fan base or not an entire fan base a good a good chunk of the Toronto FC fan base bursting into flame um, eh. if they did this for a bit for a sh- I don't know the hatred is real the anger is real for this at, one for, at first yeah but I think you overestimate how how uh, like oh I think you de- underestimate it really so how, how, many, how many of the 25,000 people average at a TFC game really know the story of, of Julian De, uh, Jonathan de Guzman? I didn't say everybody. I said a no, I know, I know, but I'm just saying for the purposes of club, I really don't think that's going to, if this rumor is even true whatsoever, that's not going to get in their way. Yeah, it's going to be like a couple of, couple of thousand people at most would really fucking hate this. And, and and that wouldn't last forever if he was successful. Yeah, People two, have short memories. Two goals will fix that. People welcome Dero back. Ugh. He's a Canadian legend. <laughs> That's not. Yes. And I would do it again it. even in, in his advanced and way less mobile age. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I, this this whole... I don't even know. I don't even know how to process the validity of this. Just because, like, do I give a shit? Like, at this point, this guy's made his bed. He's, depending on how you look at it, he did well for himself with his decision. I don't. It's like I could care less, but it. But I could care less in the sense of like, like not that I'm the type of person who goes out and get, buys shirts and puts names and numbers on the back, but. If I was, it would never be his. It could, ne- it could never be his name and number. I don't like. It's just, I, I would be like, yeah, okay, so you scored ten goals, good. I don't give a shit. Uh, like I don't like him. I don't care. I like, I, I don't, ha- I can't have an emotional investment because it's just tearing open a wound of like, fuck you. Where were you when we needed you? When we could have used you, where it would have helped, as a forward, as a midfield, like. I, that shit's gone. The Netherlands. Yeah, it, it, that's I, right. That's, that's where correct. he was. Mm. But like, 
Like I, I can't. I, I cannot <laughs> his interact. his answer to you at the World Cup. Why? Thanks for asking. That's fine. That's and and you know what? Again, all power to you. But if if there's any if if either and it, it can't be him. I can't, I'd be surprised if it was him. But if him or TFC or MLS or anybody thinks that this guy deserves some kind of twisted hero's return, because oh, he, not a chance in hell. It's like. You're they are sorely delusion. mistaken. Yeah, you want to bring back a Canadian player? This ain't it, Chief. Like, who is it then? If um, that was their goal, uh, how about take Mr. away take away the two big obvious ones who they can't get? Wait, who's the other obvious one? Just for Atiba. Jonathan? No, I was thinking Jonathan David. David Jonathan and Davies. First yeah. name I thought of. Alfonso Davies. Well, yeah, he ain't coming back. Cause he's not coming back now. Like, and neither Jonathan Davies. Atiba, maybe. That's, yeah, Atiba's Grow. how old. Grow is a human. Grow's a footballer. Still yeah. playing at the, in the, at the top of the leagues of the world, though, isn't he? But, like, but like, I'll take... Yeah, Jonathan David. There's a hero's welcome. Sure, absolutely. Well, that ain't gonna happen. That ain't gonna happen either. Because his stock is way on the rise. Yeah, Hoyler. Sure, why not? Why not? He, you know, it took, it took him long enough, but at least he... That rumor that rumor would also be a lot more believable, too. Yeah, and there's another thing, too. Plausible. Yeah. This, I don't think this really has a lot of legs. I'd be shocked. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. It's hilarious, though. I, I still think... I mean, it's still slightly more likely than Seba going to Vasco to Gallo. But we haven't there had brothers go. yet. That's <laughs> yes, one thing is. we haven't had yet. <laughs> well, that's true. How many... Oh, yeah. come on. There's, there's like five Osorios in the pipeline in the next couple of years. <laughs> None but of sure. only one of them is played we'll for the there. first team, though. We'll get there. That's true. That's true. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have a... We'll yeah. have a, they, a they almost of They almost signed uh, Steve Urosowski, but just never came off. Uh, yeah, uh, Steve. What made all the he difference? had a poor trial. Mm -hmm. And the question is... I mean, who's going to be the first... Jovinko's brother. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be the first father-son that come over? You know, there's like Greg Van Eat, like D-Rose kids are probably working their way up. Like, mm. what's going to be the first? Uh... Hmm. Someone who was well, someone who well, was old in the early plays for for the Pizza Rats. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Oh wow. Yeah. Almost forgot about. Like it. I think he's. I don't know if he's had time with the first team yet, but he's playing with their with their academy. Certainly, I I, th I feel like he. Uh, during the during the preseason, he was getting you know minutes in in the games with the first team. It would have to be some. It would have to be someone older who played for them in the early uh, years. So. I guess we've uh, lost Carl Robinson's kid? kids to the A League. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Dikio's kids is that a charity? Oh, Danny's yes. kids. Yeah, Danny's Mine's kids. Mine's got yeah, also no, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, his oldest oh, I'd, is... I'd love some little roly-poly kid. Some little <laughs> fucking Dirk Coovermans showing up. <laughs> fucking sausage out of his back pocket. God, now I need to find out what wow. fucking kid's names are if he's got me. I'd like to play here too. My daddy played here. Is this the worst team in the world? <laughs> um, anyway, so the, the whole, the whole uh. Jonathan de Guzman thing, uh, listeners... Let us know your thoughts, uh, whether or not this is something you would be okay with, whether absolutely not, or whether you really just don't care. Uh, lastly, up on this week's show, a little, not necessarily nostalgia, but I guess it is. It's a little walk down everyone's personal 
you know, things we miss from TFC. What is the one thing, what, what would you bring back to TFC, whether it's a player, uh, another associated person, or a thing? What would you remember, bring back? Remember when they used to do that thing uh, at the stadium where they'd, they'd play football? That was good. Oh, I liked that. Yeah. So you'd bring God, that back. So, okay. Guys, you're so selfish. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Well, Tony, what would you bring back? Fun. Come on. It can't, I didn't, it can't be a concept. It has to be something. You didn't say it couldn't youth. be a concept. I almost said my I, Player, person, or thing. <laughs> it's right there. And fun um, isn't a thing. Well... All right. Uh, well, no, because what I meant by that was, you know, it, when it was le okay, it wasn't successful and it was dire, but it was, it had something about it that was a lot more fun to go to. It was kind of just like smaller and more. I don't know. It was just you a, bring it was back a, the battle years. Is that what you're yeah, trying to say? Yeah, but the battle years were fun. It was a bit of charming haplessness. To yeah, it. yeah, it was. It wasn't like shiny fireworks explosion noise craziness that it is now but okay whatever uh player i don't know why he was here for such a short time but man i always just really wanted julio cesar to stay <laughs> i really I, I was of all the signings even though he was a short-term loan that having him here always made me very happy it was a very cool Aww. thing to, to realize that we were watching him play in front of us he actually genuinely liked being here too yeah, as as seen by his tears into his tiny groin towel when he left. <laughs> that was a small fucking towel too. Yeah. Man, um, you know, I, like I had a hard time uh, picking a player because, uh, like, you even don't have my to pick a player. I, that... It was just one of the options. No, there's no, only no. like seven hundred of them. Yeah, but there's like six that I would actually consider bringing back, and they're probably mostly retired by now, if not completely. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm going to go with kind of what Tony said because it, it, it's somewhere between the the haplessness but before the really beating of the drum of tradition, greatness, and all this. Like, before there was actually a good thing to talk about. Mm. Like, not to say that this, you know, I'm not trying to uh, shit on the good times because that's not what this is about, but it just seemed like when it when the good times got good or we're, we're accelerating into goodness um like that the charm was starting to get was was eroding and it felt like now this was it was almost like hey let's go get the playbook that we were saving what we would do if the leafs were good and put it in a soccer stadium and it was just like over it felt like everything was overproduced the intros were now overproduced the fireworks had to be coordinated and synced with the fucking music. The, like, whenever there was a flyover, like, that scared the living shit out of me. And the team was never good enough for a flyover, so it was okay. Like, like I just, like, just, just, those, just those little things. It's like, this is now, this is now teetering on a wrestling event. At, like, and it's just the beginning. Like, as the match wore on, like, as soon as the match started, it, that, that sensation went away, but it also set the stage for like my expectations. And MLS was never going to believe that be a league that set the expectations where all the shit would even be remotely like 
adding salt to the steak. Like it was just, this was not, this is not good. This is, if anything, you're just highlighting how overblown we're trying to make this actual nonsensical game on a, on a July evening seem important. And it's not. So I, I think it was just kind of the humility of going to a game and like the game you were about to watch. It's just, that's been eroded. And I kind of missed that because this whole idea that it's every game is Monday night football esque in production and pomp and circumstances is just exhausting. So yeah, I'm gonna go with that. I would like to, I would like to take this game, like the whenever the hell the next game is, but have 2,010 production values is really what it is. Agreed. Sort of similar, I guess, to that. Not necessarily like yes, and I, I is the is the stadium itself. Um, yes. Like, I, I get that they got very excited and wanted to whatever. You know, they just saw dollar signs and did the expansion and everything. But it's such an awkward expansion, and and I. I you know what, like, BMO's, whatever, BMO's are home, all that jazz. I miss the North Stand. Um, I really, like, I miss sort of, like, the charm of the original stadium, our, our Lego stadium, the one that shook. Uh, because, you know, everything wasn't necessarily fastened all that tightly. But I just, like, that's sort of what I, I miss about TFC in terms of, and, and I miss getting to see the skyline looking, um looking to the east uh, and and again i i don't know that how often you know the the stadium is sold out and apparently we pull around you know over 20,000 and the original stadium held just under 20,000 so i guess some expansion sure but i wish i wish it was a smaller more cohesive stadium like the corners were filled in somewhere we had the north stand back like something just you know i i, I it, it always felt it always felt full. It always felt like cozy, but still, it was a neat place to to go watch a match. Um, so that's what that's what I would like to. That's what I want to bring back. Agreed. Also, smaller crowds, less uh, annoyance at the go train tunnel or catching oh, a bus or what have you. It was easy. Woof. Used to be easier to get away from the stadium. What's happening? Sounds like we have a burglar. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Side door, anyway. Uh, no, sorry, is everything okay now? Yeah. Things seem yeah. to have calmed down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> have we lost someone? No. Have you no. checked? Have you checked? Has everyone checked their jewels? <laughs> Listeners, what I want to tell you in this edit that somebody died. I can't confirm that because of social distancing. <laughs> but tune in next week, and if all four of us are there, we know everything was fine. Thank you for joining us. Good night. It's like Clue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, podcasting Clue sounds like the worst fucking thing. So much. Let's do it. No, just kidding. No. Um, Someone's going to kill someone in the parlor with a Vanny 3000. The Ray Parlor? Go, 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 go. go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if I had to be with Ray Parlor, I'd kill myself with a Vanny 3000. <laughs> not the way uh, I'd hold it up to my head and just get repeated concussions. 
<laughs> yes, I just stick it as far up my nose until everything went black. <laughs> oh, Alright. Um that is our show for this week. Oh, okay. On that uh, Yes. I, I figure we'll just we'll just we'll just you know, let's let's just run. Um join us next week where we uh, see what else is happening with the, uh, the new union. Uh, maybe MLS will do something interesting, who knows. Uh, and then surely TFC will have something to say about something, who knows. Also, wow, your COVID- you, you should I know, keep I'm selling, selling it. I know, something but also, something. also your COVID-19 five aside team. Uh, we're gonna draft some players next week and that will be fun. All right, I have been joined by the entire Vocal Minority Podcast panel uh, out there on the Twitters at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. I don't think all the background noise is me. But anyway, happy St. George's Day, everyone. Oh, indeed. And to you. Uh, out there in the Twitterverse at Malarkey FC, Mr. Tony Walsh. I'm something about something. <laughs> On the tweet machine at Kitnerd Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Well, at least you can finally openly admit that, Tony. I've been mm-hmm. saying it for years. It's yeah, about it's time people knew I was <laughs> I'm tired of hiding. As for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at KZ Knowles. I've been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next weekend, I get used to it. Satanta, how about Gold TV? No, neither do we. At Two Soccer, we promise to bring you all of the coverage, all the action, and all the opinions you could ever want. If what you want is the Romanian Liga Un and Copa Romania, Two Soccer still in business. <laughs>